0: All right, welcome back to the channel today, ladies and gentlemen. There have been some pretty disturbing developments in the last two days. In fact, I would say the last two days we've seen more advancements, more news in regards to Russia, Ukraine, NATO, the West than we have seen in weeks So let me just summarise a couple of points first and foremost then. I'm going to show you a video, in fact, I'm going to show you a couple of videos where I've taken some of the speeches that have happened over the last couple of uh, days and I've just condensed, well, one speech in in particular, which is the most key and it's from the Chief of the Defence Staff General, I'll I'll get on to that in a moment, for the UK. Now, Americans, you should be watching very, very closely as to what's happening and Canadians and, and others very closely as to what's happening here because very interesting when you look at the parallels because of course i love history i'm a student of history between what happened with previous world wars is very interesting what we're seeing right now and the talk and the the commitments that are taking place so what has been happening over the last couple of days Then, well two key conferences or summits One of them is for NATO in Madrid, which is uh, the G7, absolutely key, used to be G8. Of course, Russia no longer part of that. So the G7, so this is a summit taking place in Madrid. Um, The other one, which is quite crucial. It's taken place yesterday and today, and this is a land warfare conference being held in uh, London, UK at the moment. So I want to show you that speech that the general gave. um, Why I think this is not really getting much press coverage at all, where you would expect it to be receiving huge amounts of press coverage. In fact, I think this is just setting the path for what is going to happen throughout the whole of of NATO. But it's it, it looks like the, Britain is leading the way with this, the UK is leading the way uh, for other countries to follow. A couple of other really, really key points there. Rather than you watching five, six, ten videos right now, I'm just condensing everything you need to know about Russia, Ukraine, NATO, etc. into this one. Uh, succinct video. So, a couple of other bits of news then. NATO has just announced they're going to increase from 40,000 troops to 300,000 troops on high readiness in order to fight against Russia if need be. Now, keywords here if need be. We will enhance our
1: battle groups in the eastern part of the alliance up to brigade levels and increase the number of our high readiness forces. To well over three hundred thousand.
0: Now remember, there's already a hundred thousand U.S. troops in uh, Europe at the moment on high readiness. But the other big one that happened um, in the last twenty-four hours, really, was Turkey finally gave up its resistance to Finland and Sweden joining NATO. We don't know exactly why, but. President Biden flew in, met with uh, President of Turkey. I don't know what sort of deal was done there, but Turkey now has dropped its resistance. And NATO believes that Sweden and Finland could join within two weeks. They said this is going to be the fastest transition um, ever for entry for members. So it could be within two weeks. Okay, so the most important aspect of today's video then... I believe this is the match that is going to ignite everything. So let's go over and, and watch this video, this absolutely, uh, absolutely crucial speech that was given by, let me just give you his name. This is General Sir Patrick Sanders, Chief of the General Staff British Army. He's a, a new person in post. So let's see what he had to say. And I've condensed this down for you. How I intend
1: to mobilize the British Army our regulars, our reservists and our civilians to deter Russian aggression.
0: Okay, so the first key point here is he's talking about how he's going to mobilise the British Army.
1: This process, we'll give it a name, Operation Mobilise, will be the Army's primary focus over the coming years.
0: Now, if you want to look into Operation Mobilise, there is a fair amount of information online about this.
1: This year alone, we have supplied nine and a half thousand anti-tank missiles We've already provided UK-based training for 650 armed forces of Ukraine soldiers. And in the coming months, the British Army will deliver battle-winning skills to a further 10,000.
0: Okay, so you can hear pretty clear now uh, the amount of missiles and and weaponry that's been given to Ukraine and the training. Uh, He's been very, very clear in this message as to what has been done and what will be done in the future. I don't think there's any uh, uh, grey area here.
1: And because Russia wages war at the strategic and not the tactical level, its depth and resilience means it can suffer any number of campaigns, battles and engagements lost and yet regenerate and still ultimately prevail.
0: Now, the reason I put this in, because I thought it was somewhat of a strange comment as part of his speech. If I were him, I wouldn't have put that in the speech because You know, you want to motivate the soldiers and think that you can annihilate the enemy. So for him to say that Russia can just keep fighting and still prevail, I thought that was quite interesting. I'm not sure why that was put in the speech, actually.
1: So this is the challenge that I will address through mobilisation. And to make it crystal clear, that means focusing on winning the war, working with these allies against this threat in this location. And we'll see the first orders issued in Madrid tomorrow.
0: And, of course, at the time of recording this video, we haven't yet seen these orders issued. But I'm sure by the time this comes out, in a few hours' time when you're seeing this video, those orders will have been issued by now by the NATO uh, general.
1: And it's this, our willingness to shed blood, to protect common values and each other's territory, that will see us prevail.
0: Again, I thought that was quite... um, An interesting comment to say, you know, this level, and you'll hear him talk more about this level of sheer violence, uh, etc. But for him to talk about shedding blood, I thought that was quite an interesting uh, statement to put in his speech here.
1: So how are we going to mobilise? Well, Article 5 remains the cornerstone of our national security. It makes it a critical national interest.
0: Okay, so we're back to Article 5 again now then. So you remember the video I made last week and I was talking about something that I think most of the media networks have really missed, this crucial um, again match that could ignite this whole thing with uh, Kaliningrad, with this uh, Russian outpost as it were, and how we have uh, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, all in this region which I think will be the first casualties if we do see some sort of Conflict. I know a lot of people think it would be Finland and into Sweden, but I mean, I think, personally, I think it would be uh, Estonia, Latvia, uh, Lithuania, where there could be some sort of conflict.
1: It requires forces across defence that are modernised, relevant, and harness the potential of the fourth industrial revolution.
0: Now, again, what a strange comment to put in his speech. I personally think someone has told him to say this because why would you put in there the wef program the fourth industrial revolution straight from mr schwab why is that in his speech this is what made me raise an eyebrow why is that in here now just a reminder of what the fourth industrial revolution is let me play the wefs promotional video here
1: one of the features of this fourth industrial revolution is that it doesn't change what we are doing, but it changes us. You might ask yourself, can we get to be superhumans? The very idea of human being some sort of natural concept is really going to change. Our bodies will be so high-tech, we won't be able to really distinguish between what's natural and what's artificial.
0: Okay, so now we know, uh, a refresher there, of what the fourth industrial revolution is.
1: We must therefore meet strength with strength from the outset and be unequivocally prepared to fight for NATO territory. The government has also generously committed 41 billion to army equipment over the next decade.
0: Again, we're coming back to the same issue that I have every time. 41 billion pounds committed to the army over the next decade, and yet there's all these arguments with the government right now to try and get a million pounds or uh, you know five million pounds for extra food and and you know heating and to help uh, the pensions and the elderly and stuff like that. Uh, I won't say any more on that. Most importantly,
1: this will start now and not at some ill-defined point in the future. My job is to build the best army possible, ready to integrate with fellow services and strategic command and ready to fight alongside our allies. Future soldiers bold modernization agenda.
0: So I've downloaded the PDF on this and it talks about future soldier and what all of this is. It's quite interesting actually to uh, look at and read. So I think that's pretty clear. This begins now. This isn't, you know, oh, in in six months or a year, we might start thinking about mobilizing. No, no, he's very clear, this begins now. His job is to get the army ready for a conflict with Russia.
1: To illustrate how the army will mobilize we'll all be initiated from the line of march. This means now, rather than some distant, undefined point in the future. A lessening of standards at a time when the British army must be prepared to engage in warfare at its most violent. This effort must start now if we want to prevent war from happening.
0: Again, this is what I mentioned about bloodshed and at its most violent, um, very, very aggressive language here. Maybe this is uh, intentional. Maybe he's doing this uh, deliberately to try and sort of intimidate Russia or or Putin or, 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 you know, whoever. However, is that a good strategy? I'm not so sure. Let's not forget what we saw on Sky News not long ago, where You know, Russia talked about this missile they have that they can fire from a submarine that could wipe out the whole of the British Isles within two minutes. You know, we can't uh, forget about this sort of stuff.
1: Mobilization is now the main effort. We're mobilizing the army to help prevent war in Europe by by, by being ready to fight and win alongside our NATO allies and partners.
0: Another point here then, he's not saying that we're going to go and fight on our own or fight with Ukraine. No, he's saying very clearly. We're going to be fighting with our NATO partners. Who does this mean? It means all the other nations who are part of of NATO. So I think he's just the first general to come out and say all of this. But it's pretty obvious that a lot of the other countries will get involved as well. And I think that includes the United States, especially if Article 5 is triggered.
1: It'll be hard work, a generational effort, and I expect all ranks to get ready, train hard and engage. This is our moment, Caesar.
0: Now, the final thing I want to talk about here is around some of the statistics and numbers. I'm hearing all of these academics and uh, politicians, you know, putting on a good show and talking about all the things that we're going to do and how we're going to annihilate and all this other stuff. Now, my issue with this is that most of these people have never, ever been in a war zone and you know to them human casualties are just part of the whole experience so it doesn't make any difference to them what actually happens but let me go through some statistics a second which is what a lot of them are talking about and this annihilation and i'll show you why there's a lot more to this than meets the eye so we're on statista which is very reliable for statistics and it just shows the total military personnel between nato and russia so they always look at it in terms of manpower as opposed to what they should look at is they should look at um, aircraft and and ships and tanks and artillery and all this other because it all does add up. But in general, then NATO has 5.4 million troops. Russia has 1.35. But it's not really as simple as that because there's also reservists and you've got to look at the fighting age of people and the like, but not just that. You've also got to remember that one of Russia's close allies is China. China have, it's roughly 2.2 million military personnel. They also have 8 million in reserve. So you're talking 10 million military personnel there, just from China. And then if you think about the size, they've got more than a billion people how many people do you think are of fighting age? Probably another 400 million. And of course, that isn't even including Russia and Russia's other allies and Belarus and all this. So I know a lot of people are talking uh, this up and you know, they've got a lot to say on it, a lot of opinions, but it isn't quite as cut and dry as people are making out. We've seen this a lot of times with uh, football competitions, you know, and you've seen World Cups and things like that. And these, these, in fact, let's do a better example these expert economists, world leading expert, Nobel Prize, and they say inflation will come down by 2% this month and all this, and then inflation goes up by 2%. You see, the experts keep getting it wrong at every opportunity. But I think what is clear from all of this is that it is looking like more and more escalation as the weeks Go by, not de escalation, which me, I'm sure everyone at home watching this is also wanting to see. De escalation. But mark my words, this will pull in everyone. This isn't just going to be isolated if everything. Look, why do you think NATO and all of these countries now are mobilizing their troops and they're sending them towards Lithuania? Why? I covered it last week. It's all to do with Kaliningrad, that region where there is such advanced uh, weaponry, uh, air defense, uh, buildup of Russian troops. This is, I think, where if everything does kick off and I really hope and pray that it doesn't, I think this is going to be the sort of ground zero uh, region where this does um, actually happen. So thank you so much for watching the video today. Um, Really appreciate you as a subscriber. Just make sure you've got your notification bell turned on. This is one of the reasons I think people aren't getting the videos when they're coming uh, through, being released each day. But apart from that, take care. God bless. I will see you tomorrow.